There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We're rocking out, man. Here I go again. That's really good. Thank you. Oh, I, I was being sincere, oh. couldn't you tell? <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. I'm very That's, talented. The, you know, I, I don't mind people singing at all unless they do that one tone thing. Like, honest to God, I, I, I was trying to think of a perfect song for it. It's kind of like, okay, oh, I'll just go all the way back to being 11 years old. Okay. I hate people that sing along while they're riding in the car, and it's like, I want to hold your hand. Oh, yeah. I want to yeah. hold your hand. It's like, Jesus. Can you be that tone deaf? What is that? The wheels on the bus go round and round and round and round. <laughs> Why can't they tell they're not hitting any different notes? That's one note you got there. They're just enjoy. Right? They're they're the type that just enjoy that's that singing, and they haven't thought more about it. And I, there is a weird happiness to that, but I totally understand what you're saying. One of the best of all time. There was an old Bob Hope movie. He's got long before any of us were born, I think, but. It was a Christmas movie starring Bob Hope and William Frawley, whom, whose name has popped up recently because of the Lucy and uh, Desi show uh-huh. and the, the movie and all that stuff. William Frawley played Fred Mertz on that show. Okay. And he was a mobster in this Bob Hope movie. Uh-huh. And he had to pose as someone. He had to hide out on a street corner posing as someone else. So he became a bell-ringing Santa. <laughs> and he was singing. You remember his voice? Yeah. Well, let me tell you something, uh, Lucy and Desi. We're coming over for dinner tonight. That's kind of how we talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So he's on the corner. He's dressed as that. He's like, silver bells, <laughs> silver bells. Oh, that's so bad. It's just terrible. It's just so bad. <laughs> I love. I laugh. I still laugh about it when I think about it. I love scenes like that in old movies. Oh, speaking of not movies but entertainment. Catherine and I took, I believe, 13 years to do it, but we finally watched the last episode of Doc Martin last night. You guys ever watched that show, Doc Martin? No, I only know oh. the shoe. It's phenomenal. It's a British show about a doctor who's got the oddest, weirdest personality of anyone. He doesn't, oh, and here's the great part. He's the town doc, brilliant man. Everybody knows who he is. Uh, he's a doctor. And he vomits whenever he sees blood. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That seems problematic. Yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It's, if you guys get a chance, I actually uh, would start it all over again, <laughs> all 10, 11 seasons, whatever it was. Very, very good. I got to be honest with you. British shows are usually pretty damn good, don't you think? I think so. What I really like about British shows is they know when to end them. They yeah. have a game plan. They're not going to, like, keep going just because they're making money. They have, like, an end point. One thing I like about it, because they're not a socialist society, but they're leaning toward it like America is now. Mm-hmm. But one thing I love about British television shows, I'll do six seasons, that's it. <laughs> I'll do six episodes per season, 36 total. That's it. That's it. I mean, they'll do very short seasons, like four or five or six episodes. I love that. That's like me as my work ethic. That's like perfect. That's kind of just what Chris and Burr was talking about yesterday. Qual- uh, quality over quantity. They yeah. want to get paid as much as possible with as little as, as little as work done. 
And I don't yeah, blame you're him. Right. I don't blame him. You don't blame him for working very little for a lot of money? Yeah, hey, if somebody's going to give him the, the check, why not? Well, the only problem is holding it against your coworkers is not a good, it's not a good oh, tool. no, 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 no. Because a lot of people do that, too. Like, what do you mean? What's that? Like, what do you mean? Uh, you know, what you do with the, with the management and the company and all the rest of it affects everybody. And if you're only thinking of yourself and what you need to do and you need to work less for more money, it's uh, going to affect your coworkers. Yeah, yeah. I've never been on that scale. of. No. <laughs> so I was like, what do you mean? No. I was so confused. Yeah, no, I get, I get what you're saying, but yeah. Well, but using yourself as an example is good because basically for, I think it's 15, 20 years now, I've, I've been kind of dragging you behind me and it, you know. Uh, it gets tough at times. Yeah, it must be exhausting to drag <laughs> my corpse along with you. Thud. Just thud. Knowing, <laughs> knowing you're back there weighs me down. Yeah, I, me trust me, I know. <laughs> you're not the only one carrying me. <laughs> I love, honestly, God, you know what I really like about this, hmm. AJ, is the fact... Oh, I should mention again, Rudy will be back next week. He is down at the Disney World enjoying some family time. So that's terrific. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Rudy will be back. AJ with us, of course. Fitting in very, very well, I might add. Hey, I appreciate you saying that. Well, it's true, though. And now I forgot what the hell I was going to talk about. Um, It doesn't matter, because I was complimenting my coworkers. Except for Brittany. You mentioned Rudy was gone. That was just before that. But I did want to mention that, because I don't think I mentioned it yesterday. And People tune in, it's like, oh, what, the the guy gone already? (laughs) We've already had turnover. <laughs> a lot of layover at the Tom Bernard Morning Show. <laughs> exactly. Turnover there. Just in and out the door, in the front door, out the back door. It all works out in the end. Uh, it doesn't matter, whatever. But but uh, you've saved this story now for about a week, so I will uh, read it for you, Brittany, because apparently you really want to hear about this story. Judge issues stern ruling in feud over Minnesota family's $1 billion estate. The judge concluded that the daughter of pharmaceutical pioneer Ken Evanstad should receive a fraction of the $228 million that she sought. What? What, what do you mean? What's wrong with the 228? So how many people are there? After five years of contentious litigation, a Hennepin County judge concluded this week, Serene Warren is entitled to less than a quarter of the oh my god! So he's going to give her like fifty million. That's yeah, it. I think that's that's it. But I mean, that's still a pretty penny. I think. I think that so not, it is not too bad for a payday. That's for sure. But when you look at it as for for us, it's a great payday. Fifty million be oh my god! It'll change our lives forever, right? Yeah, I mean, at least it would just like solidify that like I'm going to keep my shitty work ethic. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> But then, if you only get fifty million and you were expecting two hundred and twenty-eight million, that's a that's a pretty big hit, don't you think? Yeah, no, it is. I, I think this is very interesting. It's funny when you hear that some a Minnesota family has a hundred or one billion estate. You just go, wow. Well, I just learned something about you know because I've been doing a lot of traveling around the world, not around the world, but around the country. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, Palm Beach Island, Florida. Yeah. They just released some stats out there. And they, they like to do that, by the way, because there's a thing called the shiny sheet. And it's basically what all the very wealthy people are doing. So you can know they're enjoying their weekends. I'm not making that up, by the way. It's an actual thing called the shiny sheet. And it's about well, rich people and what they're doing. Shiny sheet. <laughs> you can look it up. But uh, they just released this stat. Palm Beach Island... Is God, I can't even, I can't think of what I could compare it to. It's an island. It's long and thin. It's not, it's not round. It's, it's long and thin. I don't know how many acres it is. It's, it's a lot, obviously. But I didn't know this. There's one stat about Palm Beach. Uh, you want to know? Yeah. You ready? Yeah, it's so skinny. Palm Beach Island has 48 billionaires living on it. Gulp. 48 billionaires. I didn't even know there were that many billionaires in the world, for Christ's sake. I didn't even know you could put 48 houses on this bad boy. It's teeny. <laughs> it's, it's like not a, a big sliver. Island. Honest to God. Well, Rush Limbaugh's house that was on that island just sold for $115 million. Let's see, this is where you go trick-or-treating. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> trick-or-treat. 
Sir, someone's at the door. <laughs> well, get it, Jeeves. <laughs> I can just hear it now. Jeeves handed out the candy. Here's uh, your fun-sized Snickers bar. I know, yeah, you right? Know, oh, you know what? If they had given those out when I was a kid, I said, you can keep it. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> One bite, really? That's I it? I know. Now, th- obviously, this is going to come funny from me. You, you both know what I look like. But if you take longer to unwrap what you're eating than it does to actually eat it, I don't want it. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't agree. want it. You'll get no argument from me is all I have to say. Very wise. Um, so in any case, close out the Evanstad story. Now, I, I, I did know a couple of the members of the Evanstad family, but I don't really um, want to talk about it. It's yeah. not like they were really great friends or anything like that, but the, the, the two that I knew or know, I, well, I haven't seen them in years, but they were very pleasant people. I, I would never have known. I mean, I knew they did well. You, yeah. There's no question. But I didn't realize they were... Uh, they were billionaires. That's the one part. I suppose, Is it easier to get to a billion than the three of us know? Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's super easy to get to a billion. <laughs> I just haven't decided to yet. I'm waiting. Yeah. I, I, I want to tough it out a couple more years, yeah. and then I'll go for that billion. Good for you. Oh, my God. They, they, even, they went so far as the family battles in this story. I know. It, it, got, it, it went there. <laughs> That's why I was like so intrigued by it. I was like, this is like... This is some dirty laundry that Star Trib is is airing. Now I know why you kept it on the docket for three days. Yeah, good call. Good call, Brittany. This is a hell of a story. I hate that I love drama, but here I am. It's kind of weird, though, that I, you know, like I said, I don't really know them. I've met them, and it seemed to be pleasant enough to me. What the hell do I know? The case involves the Evanstad family, which became one of uh, Minnesota's richest through efforts of the efforts of Ken, uh, uh, Ken Evanstad and his son, Mark, who turned a nearly defunct drug business into a pharmaceutical powerhouse based in Maple Grove. Wall said relations turned toxic after Ken and his wife, Grace, gave Mark Evanstad an extra 1.5% of their stock in 2014 as a reward for quadrupling the value of the company in a decade as a CEO. So they quadrupled the value of the company. They want to reward the guy with 1.5%, and you're bitching about that? Why would you complain? The guy busted his ass to quadruple your money, and he gets an extra 1.5, and you're mad about that? Right. I don't... Do you understand that at all? No, and it's very relatable. I don't mean it in, like, a mean way, because money makes everybody insane, and, like, every family would be this way. Like... Unfortunately, like there's always one. I mean, we've got seven kids in our family and I'm like, mom, spend all your money. Like, do it up, Beverly, because like I just know it just. Yeah, that's the one thing I want to keep is all my like, like brothers and sisters is like my BFFs. And unfortunately, money makes people crazy. It certainly does. The gift upset the balance between Mark Evanstead and his sister, Warren, who previously each owned 25 percent of the business. Though Warren never worked for the company as an adult and contributed nothing to Upshur's Smith's success, Wall said Warren developed a sense of entitlement about what she thought her parents owed her. Wall noted Ken and Grace Evanstead disinherited Warren after she demanded the sale of Upshur Smith in 2017 as a path toward her own financial independence. Wall also pointed out Warren's decision to cut off most uh, communication with her family after 2016 even though her father had a terminal illness. Oh, I don't want to read any more of this. This is getting too nasty for yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. Even for oh, me. Even God. for me. Like, we got, oh, man. Oh. This sounds like, like, a, like a Showtime drama. I, it like does. I would watch <laughs> the shit out of this, for sure. I wouldn't read it, but I would watch it. Yeah, I feel bad that they're real people. That bumps Can me I do out. The, I'll do the movie trailer. The Evanstads. What do you think? I like it. I like it. Billionaires, right? The billionaire next door. What do you think? I love. <laughs> Fine, I'll okay. watch it. I'm hooked already. I'm in. Tune in now, God damn it! I like it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, see, that's kind of. I, I I I understand some people would hear like to hear the rest of it, but I don't want to read all about how the hideousness that what that stuff upsets me to no end. Yeah. And again, mm-hmm. I don't know them. I've met a couple of them. I don't know them. But they seemed pleasant enough to me when I, they were they were big listeners to the morning show. I know that. <laughs> yeah. No, it bums me out. I I hate when brothers and sisters don't solve yeah. their stuff. I've got a I've got a couple of friends that have some issues with their siblings, and I I just I just always hope that they get there because me and my brother didn't talk for a while. Yeah, it and, happens. And now we're I mean we're back. We're like thick as thieves again. He's like my best friend, so you can get there. 
Yeah, I. Uh, you have seven kids in your family, right? Yeah. What's the span from firstborn to lastborn? Um, let's see. We've got. It'd be about. Um, let's see. 10, 12 years. Some of them are stepbrothers and sisters. So oh, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. so I've got a brother. I've got a stepbrother who's a, three months younger, or old, yeah, older than me. So there's, we're all over the place. So in my family, seven kids. My oldest brother Terry and my youngest brother Troy were twenty-two years apart. Oh my God! <laughs> wow. Isn't that amazing? Old enough to be your dad. Now Troy really never knew Terry. Uh, all that. Well. I mean, he knew him, but he didn't know him all that well because Terry's in the Marine Corps during the Vietnam era for what five, maybe even six years. He was in the, the Corps for a long time. I know that. Then he came home, and it, it was an interesting thing because I was stuck. I shouldn't say stuck, right? The middle. Yeah, well, you were. I was the middle child of seven kids, three older, three younger, and watching that from both sides. That was. It was very entertaining and instructive as to how life really works. You watch someone who was born nine years earlier than you and someone who was born 12, 13 years after you, and you observe them and how they handled life. Yeah. That span is big. 22 years is a big span on how people handle their lives. I, okay, and I mean this so respectfully, I don't know, like, as a woman who's had a child, if 22 years later you tell me we're starting this over, like, God bless your mom. Like, holy <laughs> yeah, Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Like, oh. Yeah, I don't think it was very pleasant for her. But she dealt love Troy, though. But you know yeah. what, though? What's interesting about that is you go back and look at the evidence. And my brother Troy died very young. Mm-hmm. Is it because of the way that he was 22 years later? Is it because my father was had come and gone and it was gone by then and he never knew my father? I mean, isn't it interesting how you look back at someone's life and go, well, God, no wonder they died young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's heartbreaking. And, and you said that your mom, like, do you think that you all seven kids, since it was spread out nicely, do you think that they all got to feel really loved by your mom? By my mother, yes. Yes. And, and that's, yeah, I mean, hard stop because I know it's not going <laughs> to. It's a hard stop right there, baby. <laughs> like, that's all I know. That's so magical. Like, your mom reminds me of my mom. My mom would have had seven kids in a heartbeat. She just loves her kids and she loves her grandkids. And I, that's so magical because in that time, like, that's a big burden on people to have seven kids. And she, the fact that you all felt loved from your mom is pretty special. Oh, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. No question. You know, to this day, you know, speaking about loving your mother and your mother loving you, mm-hmm. I remember for my 12th birthday, I will, ne- and I just was thinking about this recently, and it, I'll never get over it. On my 12th birthday, my mother gave me my gift. I opened it, and it was a watch. And I said, I didn't want a watch. And she started bawling her <gasps> eyes out, and I will never forget. Now, this is a woman who worked her ass off. We had no money at all. She probably, and I'm, again, I was like 10, 11, 12, yeah, however old no, I was. No, it was like totally just word vomit moment. Yeah, it was. It had nothing to do with I didn't love my mother. But that, to this day, all these years later, I can still feel in my head how that felt to make my mother cry like that. Um, AJ, if you really want oh. to watch Tom struggle, <laughs> give him a gift. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He we'll is a wreck. I gave him a pillow once. I think that's a Jude on it. <laughs> and you would have thought, I mean, he was like, I really appreciate I'm like, it's, I mean, okay, calm down. Look, I, I picked it up on a, a I was shop, like, it like, looked really. like Jude. I thought it was funny. Like, whatever. Tom is so awkward with getting gifts. And hearing that story makes, explains it so much. That might be why, too. You're right. Oh, you are the worst at giving gifts, too. Have you ever seen the clip of, and maybe I can try to find it, but it's the kid and his parents are, like, training him for a family Christmas. And oh, they, yeah. they, wrapped up, they wrapped up an avocado or whatever because they're going to, you know, his grandparents' house. And they, yeah, don't, yeah. they don't want that, essentially what that is to happen. Yeah. And he opens up and like, an avocado. And he, like, hugs it. And it's just it's the <laughs> cutest thing ever. But, oh, God, I mean, that gratitude, I think, Parents, so a lot of parents need to instill that on some kids because how many times do you run into somebody where it's just like you do them a favor? It's like, all right, thank you, but, you know, 
it, you were you were supposed to do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. actually have to say thank you. So it, it, it's nice when people. I would rather have it um, like you're saying with Tom, overbearing, very appreciative, like can't well, overstate it. And then instead of all right, thanks, yeah, well, see you later. I think there's a level of guilt Tom <laughs> feels nice. when you give him a present, and he, yeah, I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, Tom, but yeah, I, I think that shaped you quite a bit. <laughs> Oh, it definitely did because it. I will never. I was begging her to stop crying. Aww. And like, I wish I could remember the. It had to be somewhere between my eleventh, eleventh um, or twelfth birthday, somewhere in there. I think it was my twelfth birthday. I think, but I can feel right now in my head and in my heart how I felt when she started crying openly like that because I disappointed her. This is going to be the real question is, do you still have that watch? I was just thinking that. I do not. Nope. Ooh, I don't okay. have it any longer. I don't know. It was, well, it was a piece of shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Toots up in heaven is pissed off at me oh, again. Oh, that's funny. All uh, right. We'll take a break. Be right back. Right now, my pillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers a number one selling My Pillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. When you use my promo code, which is TOM, T-O-M, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That is over a $120 savings. Limited to 10 pairs of checkout, of course. These will sell out. Trust me, my slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes, all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for 25 bucks, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs of checkout. Enter promo code for this incredible offer. Promo code TOM, T-O-M. They won't last long, so order now. At the new Tom Bernard Morning Show, we're pretty low-key. We talk in regular voices. Well, except for Tom's, which is all like, You're a disaster. But we don't get all hypey and stuff. However, we are doing a contest called Pick Your Prize. You could win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat. $10,000 worth of machines. It's pretty hard not to get excited about $10,000 worth of lawn machines, including a zero-turn mower, a walk-behind mower, snowblower, string trimmer, leaf blower, chainsaw, and more. Or a $10,000 Cub Foods gift card. And all you have to do is register on the Tom Bernard Show app, which you already have, right? Well, if not, download it. No big deal. Then register. Every time you open the app between now and March 31st, you'll be entered in the $10,000 Pick Your Prize contest. That's it. Download the Tom Bernard Show app. It's free, and it's in your app store. Win $10,000 worth of yard machines from Tri-State Bobcat, a $10,000 cup gift card, and so much more. See it all on the Tom Bernard Show app. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers, and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is 724, now 24 minutes after 7 o'clock. Here's the deal with the weather. Today, mostly cloudy, windy with flurries this morning, then rain and thunderstorms. Thunderstorms developing after 1 p.m. Thunderstorms could produce small hail, as a matter of fact. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, it says chance for rain and thunderstorms after 1 p.m. is 100%. So there you have it. Uh, high today of 40 degrees. Tonight, cloudy and windy with rain and thunderstorms again. Thunderstorms could produce small hail overnight as well. Heavy downpours. Chance for rain and thunderstorms is, again, 100% tonight. A low of 38 degrees. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, 
the winter storm watch for the twin. Why am I reading the weather's weather sucks? This weather sucks. It's terrible. Yeah, Jonathan Uhas filling in for Ken Barlow with the weather report this morning, and I I feel like it might have got passed off because of how bad of a forecast it is. It's just all bad news. <laughs> Ken's it's like, I don't all... want my name attached <laughs> no, to this. Absolutely not. <laughs> You're right. It's all bad news. What do you get? Oh God. So today sucks, tonight sucks, and Friday sucks. There you go. Hundred percent. All three times. Today, tonight, and tomorrow is a hundred percent. A chance of snow and thunderstorm. Sucks. That's big, man. Should I even do? Holy God, they're talking about six to ten inches of snow uh, tomorrow night. I know. I saw something that says winter warning, and I was like, our winter weather warning, and I was like, shut the up. Like, uh. <laughs> You've had enough, have you? I've had enough. Well, so here you go. Sunday, though, mainly sunny, breezy, and warmer with a high of 50. So I that's know. good. Oh, there we go. Okay. Holding out till Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it looks better after that. So, yeah, it's uh, cloudy and 16 right now, but suck, suck more and suckest as we go on through the next 24 to 48 hours. It's just how it is. Uh, the $1,000 Tom Bernard App Contest winner, Nick Bachman of West St. Paul, won a $1,000 Tom Bernard App Contest. Nick won 1000 bucks for downloading the Tom Bernard App and registering. Right now, if you get the app and register, you'll be in for a $10,000 pick-your-prize drawing the end of March. And that is tomorrow, of course. Let's not forget that. It's the end of March, which is tomorrow, which is also my lovely wife's birthday. Oh. So there you go. Big plans? Well, yeah, we're going to go out to dinner with some friends, hang out. She's... Uh, well, yeah, she's she's done well. Let me put it that way. You know what <laughs> I mean? There you go. There you go. She's a she's one hell of a wife, one hell of a mother, grandmother, the whole shooting match. She's just one of those. Well, Brittany knows her as well as I do, pretty much. Long time you've known. Oh, her. she's great. I I okay. Now, don't think we're being judgmental because a lot of couples don't do this, and you've been married for a little while. Do you guys exchange gifts? Yeah, but not in like a. You know, here's a bow and a package, and that it's, it's not like that kind mm-hmm. of deal. Um, yeah, I we do things that, you know, here's what I need to do. Okay, well, I'll take care of that for your birthday. We do that kind of thing. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. So, you know, and it turns out, like, I said, you know what? God, this pen is out of ink. She goes, oh, good. And then I go, oh, I heard you're buying a new car. So I get a pen and she gets a car? Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that that lines up for me. Pretty fair trade, I think. (laughs) That lines up beautifully for both of you, does it? Yeah, it makes sense to us. I love it, though. No, honest to God, it's just, it should be a lot of fun. She's, uh, as you know, I adore the woman. She's an amazing person putting up with my bullshit for all these years. What is it now? 41, 42 years I've known her. We've been married for 38. Holy God. cripes. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. She, she doesn't seem like she'd be old enough to be married that long. Well, no, but um, is it? that's so wild to think about. What would be the best advice you'd give? Because I've been only married four years. What's the best marriage advice you can give? Meet in the middle. This whole idea that you have to come over 100% to my side destroys people's relationships constantly, friendships, relationships, all the rest of it. If I'm on one side, you're on the other side, why don't we meet in the middle and be happy? I can be proud of you. You can be proud of me. It's a good thing, right? I love it. That's great advice, Tom. Well, can we ever get there in our society? Because I am sick to death of every time I check any news whatsoever, and that son of a bitch should be thrown in prison. It's like, God, do you have anything positive to say? No, but uh, luckily they're not married to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it, exactly. I just, uh, why go through life so, be happy, enjoy yourself. Like I said, I've had periods in my life I, I, I was uncomfortable. I didn't like it. I've had other par- parts of my life said, oh, my God. And I'm talking about you know my work and social life and all that stuff. You're going to have ups. You're going to have downs. Well, i got to be honest with you. The heights of my life have been so much higher than the, the valleys, the peaks and the valleys. It, it, the peaks are so much bigger than the valleys. Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. And that's how everyone should look at it. Unless you lost something really close to you which is very, very hard to take, no doubt about it. You're doing damn well, man, right? Yeah, I think I think it's it's funny because day to day, I feel like that's how people live. And maybe it's the people I'm around, um, is that people are grateful. Like, and you have to, you sometimes you have to force yourself to be, tap into the gratefulness and, and all the little things. But 
Yeah, I mean, it's such a, it's so beautiful when you can get to a place of like, yep. I appreciate my day to day. Um, we got in a little, not an argument. Uh-oh. It wasn't a tussle, nothing like that. But I got in a discussion with a guy yesterday who asked me, how can you drive the car? First of all, the car that I'm driving isn't mine, so leave me alone. Oh. And secondly, he was, why do you drive a car like that? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, have you no idea climate change? Man, it's people like you with your big cars. I said, first of all, it's not my car. Well, you're driving it. And I said, listen, why don't you calm down? He goes, we just need to do a better job to live in a cleaner universe. And mom, it's got to I said, okay, get, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a stat by you. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. How many people live in the Western Hemisphere and how many people live in the Eastern Hemisphere? And he thought it was about dead even. How you could think it was dead even, you're insane. These are facts, and you can look them up yourself right now if you want to. You want to talk about climate change? You want to talk about pollution and poisoning our system? There are 1 billion people in the Western Hemisphere, which means there are 7.5 billion in the Eastern Hemisphere. Gulp. Where do you think all this poison is coming from? And American business is supporting that poison now by having things made uh, cheaper in certain locations around the world. So, and he just looked at me and he said, bullshit, that's not true. I said, go home and look it up, get over it. But that, that whole argument that Americans do the things, you're horrible with race, you're horrible with interpersonal relationships, you're horrible with this, you're polluting the hell out of it. America does a better job than just about every damn other place in the world. Do we realize that? Yeah, we Look, try. I'm not some, you know, we, you try, don't you? Yeah, people, I mean, that's what I like. Yeah, the U.S., we try, but you're right. We definitely, we definitely branch out for the cheaper product. I wish we wouldn't do that because we're polluting not our hemisphere, of course, but their hemisphere, and then we're taking all the blame for it because we have a gas stove. <laughs> Give me a break, for Christ's sake. So we have one big car, and we have one medium car, um, and I don't even know. I would laugh so hard if somebody came up to me when I was driving our bigger car and said any of that to me. I don't even know how I would react. I would laugh in their face. I mean, because I rarely drive the big one. We usually take it up north. Um, but, like, how funny, how, how privileged or how entitled does one feel to go up to oh, yeah. someone and say, what are you doing in that car? I'd be like, what are you doing talking to me ever? Yeah. Like, how wild is that? What was that movie that Sean Penn, his first movie again? What was it? Mm, I don't know. Fairmont High, or was it the high school movie? I oh, um, uh, oh gosh. The they did that replay of it. Oh, Kristen's dying. She really wants to say it. All right, we got to let her in because she's dying inside. Okay. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. So the guy that was, we were talking about this guy that was yelling at me because I, I had borrowed some a friend of mine's car to drive, and he, this... Fast Times at Ridgemont High character started bitching at me about pollution and climate change and all the rest of it. And I said, this is not my car. Well, yeah, well, you're driving it. I'm like, oh, God. Sorry, pal. I'll walk next time. What do you think? But did you know that? And you know, most people don't believe me when I tell them that. The Western Hemisphere has 1 billion people. The Eastern Hemisphere has 7.5 billion people. Where is all the pollution coming from, do you think, there, Kristen? Because it's our consumerism that's causing it. Yeah, but it's theirs much seven and a half times larger than ours. Well, yeah, if you, you travel to that part of the world, you'll see it. Yeah, I, I mean, do, oh, no, no, it's see, it's what, what Kristen uh, for 11 years now has been stabbing me in the back. She talks to Catherine, then they both turn on me. Like, that's it. <laughs> 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 I do love the fact that you and Catherine, when you two talk and my name comes up, it's like, oh, that asshole. That's great. <laughs> yeah, behind your back, that's all we say. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. What a good morning. What a, what a greeting. <laughs> Magnificent. Uh, I, oh, I was telling people this morning, Kristen Burt, that Catherine and I, it took us 13 years because we took pauses uh, we watched the very last episode of Doc Martin last night. And I'm going to really miss it. One of the best shows ever. I was on Acorn TV in, in England, of course, and then came over here. And, God, it's on 7,000 different channels. 
But you have shows like that that you've, for basically now 13 years of my life, I have loved this show, and now it's just over. I mean, I'm not going to fall apart, but there's a little sting there because we did love you. Did you ever watch that, Kristen? I haven't watched it. You guys should watch. It's really, really good acting. The people are cast perfectly. There's quirkiness about it. It's about a town. It's uh, they call it Port Wynn. Um, in the show, it's actually Port Isaac in Ireland. It is some of the most beautiful scenery on the ocean you will ever see. And he takes over the the uh, town doctor spot. And the and I'll close with this. I told these guys this already. He's the doctor of the town. But he faints every time he sees blood. He throws up or he faints every time he sees blood. <laughs> That's amazing. Nice doctor. I, seriously, give it a whirl. Just watch one episode and let me know what you think. Oh, I will. And, and, you know, I do love the sentiment, though, of, like, when you let a show go, whether you, when you finally watch that series finale episode. Yep. Schitt's Creek was like that for me. It was perfect yeah. from beginning to end. I'm, uh, I watch my press screeners of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because this upcoming season is the final one. That's another one that I'm just really sad to leave. You, when you get into the world and love the characters, love the storyline, there's nothing better than that. God, shit's Creek. That's an, and you just reminded me of another great one. I love that show. Oh, that final episode, too. Oftentimes, that final season, as the creator tries to like wrap up the story in their head, sometimes they like rush storylines and, and try and wrap things up. That show just hit all the right notes all the way through. And, and people are always like, are they going to do a movie? Are they going to continue on? And I actually hope that they don't, even though right, I would right. love to watch it. But just because everything was perfect from the first episode to the final episode. I couldn't agree more. I, I, I One question I do have for you about Schitt's Creek, though. Okay? When the family had to move to Schitt's Creek, how many suitcases did the wife bring along with her? 16. She has like five, <laughs> 500 outfits. <laughs> My God. But that was Moira. That was exactly who Moira was. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely right. But she had to have 50 suitcases full of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> because she was that fabulous. That's what I love. She <laughs> was terrific. Catherine O'Hara was chef's kiss in that role. Oh, God, she was so great. She was really good. Yeah, I, I, that, another great show. But again, we've talked about streaming is very, very strong right now. It's really, really good. Some good movies coming out, thank God. Somebody asked me a question yesterday, sent me a text and said, is there a movie coming out that doesn't have Tom Hanks in it? Asteroid <laughs> okay. City, did you see the, uh, the trailer yesterday? No, how does how's it look? I, it, if you love Wes Anderson films, and if you know what I'm talking about, like yeah. Hotel Budapest, uh, Royal Tenenbaums, they're very quirky. You have to just go with an open mind and then buy into that world, which I do. I think his absurd worlds are hilarious. Um, Asteroid City is going to be a really fun movie. It's not coming until June 23rd, so we have a few months to wait. But it looks good. Scarlett Johansson is in it. Um, Margot Robbie. Of course, you Ooh. have Tom Hanks. Uh, Steve Carell's in it. There's so many people uh, doing a cameo. I, I think people are going to enjoy it. So you're inspiring me today because you mentioned Steve Carell. We're watching the uh, super fan episodes of uh, The, the Office. Office. They're the extended cuts, uh, a lot of stuff that was never seen before. Steve Carell is brilliant in that role. And I mean, he nails that role. You would think that's really him. What I love about it is that the boss is so... It, it, the tone changes, too. If you go and watch season one to season two, yep. he was really evil and awful in season one. <laughs> but he changed a little bit of his like subtle layering where he was the boss with the heart. He was a pain in the butt. He was kind of idiotic. He would do something mean. But then he would like turn around and do something really sweet. And you're like... Ah, I, I like them. It's it's like being a serial killer and you still have like some type of empathy toward them like you do with Dexter. That's what Steve Carell does with The Office. You know what I loved about him? Because he tried to come across, to, at least to himself, as a brilliant man running The Office and all that. And he would say things. He'd look at the camera and he'd say, you know, there are some things going on around here. I, well, let me be honest. I'm not suspicious but I am spicious. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm halfway there. I'm not suspicious, but I am spicious. Oh, okay. 
I see. He, and there's he a great podcast if you're into all of these supersized series uh, that, um, and I'm blanking on their names. It's Angela. She plays Angela in real life. And um, she plays Pam. The two of them have a uh, podcast together. Oh, really? Yes. And they go through every, they've gone through every single episode. And uh, it's really good. You're uh, Jennifer, uh, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. There you yes, go. Yes, thank you. That's all we Those, ever do is help out. You know what I mean? And I think that they're they're pretty well into the episodes now. They're probably in season because uh, I've been listening to it. They're probably in like season seven or so. So there's a ton of podcasts to go through and listen. And they bring on like Steve's been on and John Krasinski's been on and Rain Wilson's been on. So you get insight into particular episodes from all of the cast members. That whose show was it? Because it was brilliantly cast. Uh, I, I mean. Every single person they chose just nailed their role. It was, it's amazing. Yeah, and in the podcast, they go and they talk about the auditions and the casting, um, how people were found. And, it, you know, for some people, they had like two auditions. For other people, you know, they went through months and months of auditions to find the perfect person for the role. So I always love those origin stories of like why Pam came to be or, you know, how Angela right. got in. And because some of them were writers on the show and they weren't intending to be on camera. But as time went on, they realized, oh, okay, you know, your recurring character actually needs to be a series regular and how they developed some of that you know what i love about it it's so real and true to life i was just thinking about this and Brittany, aj you certainly weren't around R rudy wouldn't have even been around yet but we had a general manager here very nice person but he did have a bit of michael carroll in him if you know <laughs> he had a bit of the office leader in him because i had to talk to him about something once and this actually did happen it was many many years ago now but I said, hey, look, I got to talk to you for a couple of seconds. He goes, Tom, I just don't have time. I said, it just take two minutes. He said, seriously, I just, I got to go right now. I said, you don't have one minute. And he said, Tom, you have to understand, I have to get to Tucson. Do you? What? You is... have to get to Tucson. Oh, no! Oh, my God. The awkward yeah. pause of all of us were like, what? It was. <laughs> so oh, you didn't even know what the hell he was talking that's about. so oh. bad. Oh. <laughs> I have to get to Tucson. I'm like, what? I was like, is that a city in Minnesota that I don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was exactly. like a, like slang for like, I'm going to go get fitted for a tux or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I will never forget. Like I said, nice guy. He was always great to me and all the rest of it. But he was one of those guys that tried to expand his uh, vocabulary and sometimes it didn't work out too well, I guess. I don't know what the... I, I looked at him like, I thought he was, first of all, pulling my leg, but then I realized he wasn't. Love the guy, though. We miss you, pal. That's all I'm saying. All right, what else? <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> uh, two things I want to just uh, wrap up from yesterday, because I feel like we are uh, sitting here with our crystal ball and things are coming true, so... Yesterday we were talking about blue bloods and we were talking about budget cuts and things. It officially got picked up, but the cast and we're talking about like Tom Selleck and Bridget Moynihan and Donnie Wahlberg and the producers are taking a 25% pay cut in order for the series to come back next season. So we were talking about those budget cuts we're starting to see in Hollywood. Blue bloods was one of them. Do you think they just got too extravagant that these people were all severely overpaid in the first place? Well, I think that they realize that. They know that they're very well paid. And, of course, right. you know Tom Selleck is number one on the call sheet. And the option is to have a season or not have a season with these budget cuts. And that puts hundreds of people out of work. People only think about the actors right. and the producers. But there are hundreds of people who work behind the scenes. And by doing that 25% pay cut... You have your gaffer and you have your costume and wardrobe and makeup. They're all going to have a job for next season because of these pay cuts. See, that's a good thing. That's, you know, the amazing thing about that is, though, unless it's publicized like that, nobody appreciates it when you do something like that. They, they, yeah, for some reason, it makes them guilt. What, what's that? It's a big deal. It is. It's a huge deal. There's no question about it. It's, it's wonderful that they're doing it. First of all, I have seen, well, not, the, not some of the new ones. Uh, I have loved every episode of Blue Bloods I've ever seen. I love that show because it's about, well, you know, 
family wasn't like mine, but to think things that my family thought and stuff like that. I suppose because of being Catholic, they are, and they're, you know, they're all uh, Irish. Some of the, there's Italians involved and all the rest of it. I just love that show because, and I think Tom Selleck is the glue to the whole thing. Everybody in the show is really good, but Tom Selleck brings everybody together when he acts with them, doesn't he? Well, absolutely. I mean, there is a reason that Magnum P.I. is still working all of these years later. There is, he's an incredible actor. I loved it when he was on Friends and he was playing Monica's older boyfriend. And (laughs) I mean, you go back and watch those episodes. They are so good. He is just as good at comedy as he is at drama. Oh, he is. There's no doubt about it. He's a tremendous actor. You ever, you ever interviewed him? I haven't. And, uh, you know, I love him. So I would be one of those that would be such a treat to interview him. Have you? I've never I've never met. Matter of fact, I've never met anybody on that show. I've I've interviewed a couple of people, but never Tom Selleck. Uh, You know what? I actually did talk to him one time, but it was about voiceover. It wasn't about about the radio, but I can't remember what the hell it was about. Yeah, I did talk to him many, many, many years ago, uh, but I don't even remember what it was about. It was about something to do with cutting a commercial or something. I don't know. Yeah, but he's very not big guy. in Hollywood either. I was just going to say, he doesn't do a lot of red carpets and things like that. Like, he'll show up for the premiere of his show, but he's not an actor that is at the opening of an envelope. No, I could, yeah, that, he doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me. But I love that show, and, and now I love it even more, knowing these people all stepped up and said, no, no, we can't let all these people behind the scenes go. Let's get it done. We'll take a pay cut. Let's move on. Yep, and once the, you know, when I always say that when the leader of the show, like Tom Selleck, agrees to the pay cut... Then Donnie Wahlberg, of course, will follow. Bridget Moynihan will follow. And then, of course, you know that getting another season is important. It's important to CBS, too, because it's their number one show on Friday nights. Well, I will warn them of one thing, though, that some people will see that as a sign of weakness and they'll try to prey on it. It happens every time. When you're generous, you give, especially in corporate America, some people see that as a sign of weakness. It's not a nice thing. It's, you're just stupid. Isn't that amazing? Nah, that's sad. And, you know, that's people need to remember that Hollywood went through so much, as did everyone during the pandemic. But with the shutdowns and uh, COVID protocols cost a lot of money. They add a lot to the budget. And we are still masking on set. And there are still there's still testing going on, not as frequently, but they're trying to prevent any outbreaks because it just shuts down production. Insurance doesn't cover it anymore. And it's expensive. So adding that to a line item on a budget is some of the reasons that production costs have escalated in addition to inflation. But I, I would bet that the average American would be shocked to know how much some of these people make on their movies, their TV series, all these things. You know, $25,000 a week is like a low end, like you just got your first series regular <laughs> job. It's only $1.2 million a year, you know. Yeah. 1.2 million a year is not enough to live on. What the hell's wrong with you? Not in Los Angeles, no. <laughs> it's all true. All right, sister, we will talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow for Friday. Friday. I like it, Friday. Friday what? <laughs> Friday. Oh, I thought you said something else. I'm like, they'll be coming after you, sister. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even know what you thought I said, but. <laughs> it doesn't matter at all. Don't even worry about it. Everybody else knew my, what my Friday was because it's a social media reference. Friday. All right. Fry-yay. Yeah, that's right. I'm never on, I'm not on social media, so I don't have any knowledge. Yeah, of and that. it's an antiquated social media reference. So I just made myself look really uncool. Anyway. <laughs> no, but it was just, it was fun watching Tom react to Friday. I very much so enjoyed that front row seat I just had. I wish I had it. <laughs> right. All right, get, it. <laughs> get your life straightened out before tomorrow morning, sister. We'll talk to you then. I will do my best. Thanks See a lot. Oh, God. I love her. Yes. I, I know I say that just about every damn day. but it's, Hey, look. When I sat down with the management at Hubbard, including Ginny and Dan and... Oh, I suppose even Lamy. Let's talk about but, no, but all across the board in sales and in, in, in you know all, at all levels. And I was able to put together this group of people. Now, AJ, I didn't know you then, but nope. now 
now you're just part of the deal. So if they ever try to get rid of you, let me know because that won't be happening. Anyway, so moving forward. <laughs> it's like AJ's the <laughs> nicest guy. And I love how you're like, if they ever come for you, I got you. And he's sitting here just like, what? What? What are you talking about? I don't think I have enemies yet. (laughs) I'll make them for you. (laughs) Yeah, you will. Now I'm worried for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're all nervous. Well, what's going to happen here? (laughs) I love that stuff so much I can't even tell you. That's funny. We got to run some spots here. We'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. You might not know this about me and about my family, but we're kind of Nissan strong. I say that because I own a Nissan Altima from Walzer Nissan. I love it. My son Andy owns a Nissan Rogue Sport from Walzer Nissan. And my daughter-in-law, Melissa, yep, you guessed it, drives a Nissan Kicks. And Cart's grandson, Ethan, safely around town, also purchased at Walzer Nissan. You want to know who else is Nissan strong in the Twin Cities? Walzer Nissan and their trifecta of stores. Down south, GM Dan Resch at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville. West of the Metro, just off Highway 12 and Wyzetta Boulevard is Casey Novotny's Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. And in Coon Rapids, north side of Highway 10 and Round Lake Boulevard, Jay Buck runs the show at this Nissan store. This month at all three Nissan dealerships, score 0% financing on Rogues, Altimas, and Pathfinders with up to $1,500 available loyalty cash on select models. Nissan strong and loyal like me. Me and my family. Even if you're just Nissan curious, go to Walzer.com and select the Walzer Nissan store nearest you. I'm due for an oil change. Maybe I'll see you there. 0% financing for 36 months, $27 per month per 1,000 finance on approved credit. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube ads. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 